Hi, I'm Peter Kleins, author of Terminus and Paradox Bound and numerous other books. You can find me online at peterkleins.com, on Twitter, on Instagram. And right now, you are listening to The Dave and Steve Show. Show number 94 of the Dave and Steve Show. I am Steve. Sitting right alongside me, way out in Moab, Utah, is Dave. Wouldn't it be great if Dave was was actually here? It would be. Not in, and not in Moab, Utah? It, Good Lord. It would be, um, but I did see some of the pictures of, yeah. uh, of their adventure out there, and I'm pretty excited for them. It looks pretty beautiful. Uh, but... Uh, instead of Dave not being here, I am I, also joined by Tracy from Parts Unknown. I couldn't be happier to be here tonight. Dave's pictures from Utah actually looked really cool because the weather looked cold, but looked um, better than here, which we've had. We've kind of had monsoons lately. Yes. Yes, we really have. It's been uh, it's been crazy. But uh, off and running, we are on the Dave and Steve show, Sans Dave. Uh, sorry, uh, listeners that just tune in for him, uh, but he's not here tonight. And but we have a big show anyway. We have some surprises, yes, and some and some amazing things that are going on. Oh yes, we do. We have we have lots of surprises. I'm very excited to uh, uh, to be here with you tonight, Tracy. Um, but before we get to the surprises, I do want to note that we did pass a big listener milestone, and I don't want to I don't want to spill all the candy in the candy store without Dave being here because I don't think that's um, I don't think that's fair. But we did pass a fun milestone, and we'll we'll talk to you about it probably next week. Um, we'll give you uh, uh, we'll give you a little bit more about it. I, we may mention it a little bit later in the show, but uh, it is important to note that we uh, we're kind of celebrating tonight. That's why we have um, something a little bit special cooked up for you that we've really we haven't done in now over 10 years so (laughs) so so we're excited for you to be a part of that with this show um tracy i am going to put you on the spot and ask you what you did this last week what what happened well one of the things that uh i did was uh i got sick and one of the one of the cool things about getting sick in uh, this day and age is you have to find out what you're sick from this. So you <laughs> right? used to just go, I just came down with something, you know, that's what it is. It's like, what, well, what's going on? I have a headache, some diarrhea, right. Uh, some, d- d- some uh, delusion, delusional thoughts, <laughs> delusions of grandeur. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, you're just kind of listing out your symptoms and then somebody says, Oh yeah, yeah. My, uh, my neighbor had that. You must've got it. It's going around, right? Yeah the the bug that's going around that that was yeah. l- literally what we had a, a few years ago, and now we don't have the bug that's going yeah. around. So I had I had what I would consider to be a very nostalgic sickness. It was amazing because like I just came down with something, and like my voice. I was I messaged you yesterday. I was like, Steve, I'm I kind of have something. I don't know what it is, and you're like, Are you sure? And I'm like, Yeah, I, I'm totally not sure what it is if i had to guess it would be some some rhinovirus or, or but definitely not bat pox or anything else and, right but i but i don't know i don't know and so i uh so one of the things that i did uh today was i stayed home from work instead of work from home which the differences are really very subtle <laughs> <laughs> tell, tell me about what the differences are is is it um, is it whether or not you leave the bathroom door open or close it? I mean, what are the, what are the uh, what are the subtle nuances around well, um, a sick day when you work from home? I, I felt bad enough this morning that I was like, I I'm not even gonna phone it in today. Like I I just got up at six and I just messaged my work and said I am gone today, and I'm going to need to not be responsible for anything. Like I just couldn't be responsible for anything. I mean, even my kids were a little feral this morning. Yeah. They were, you know, they were running around and growling at each other. And I thought, well, this is, you know, one day away from parenting and you know, they're, they're basically one day away from Lord of the flies. Okay. And so, you know, which that's all of us are probably. 
in many ways. So I just, um, I, I did get a shower, but I just laid around a lot of the day and made sure that I didn't do anything. Now, the thing that made it interesting is this. I am just right in the same place that I would work from. Because I never, could you imagine like going into your place of work and you're saying, I'm not feeling that, that well today. So I'm just going to stay in my office or cubicle or at my desk uh-huh. and I'm just going to take a nap. Yeah. 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 I, just I, don't, I get that. don't call me because I don't feel well. I'm not being paid today. This is paid time off and I'm just going to curl up next to my, uh, my monitor and just, uh, in my, in my pajamas and maybe have some soup later. I wonder if a sick day at home really consists of, okay, it's a sick day and I'm at home. So I'm going to turn the volume to the prices right on <laughs> so I can hear, I can hear it this time because I'm not, because I'm not at work. If I'm at work, I, I can't listen to the prices, right? I mean, it's going to be on because I'm right. at home in the middle of the day. You're but, just catching it. Yeah. But during, when you're sick, you're going to hear the doop. Yeah, the wheel. You're gonna hear the yeah. the little yodeling guy going up the mountain. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, that was one of my favorite ones. I know. What was that called? It was the it was uh, some climb. You the alpine climb. Yeah, the yeah. alpine. Yeah, something yeah. like that. It's it's sad that I know that segment, but I mean, it has been. I haven't on for really watched years. the modern the modern era of the of the show, but I I understand it's it's very similar to the old. It's the pretty much era. the same darn thing. It really is. All right. Uh, so anyway, that's pretty much what I did. I enjoyed the, the, the very nostalgic, like being sick without the benefit of knowing, like what made me ill. Right. And that's, I, I like that. I, I, <laughs> I, yeah. I, I, you know what? I didn't even ask if it was COVID. You know what? When you told me you were sick, this is, this is kind of a big deal because I, it didn't even occur to me that it might be COVID. I, it yeah, didn't, well, it didn't at all. Like when you told me that, Oh, he's got, he's got a bug and this, this might be us coming out of this, right? This might, might be us. It, this could actually be, I mean, cause we just, we just had groundhog day. So uh-huh. like there are little things we look for you know, little, little signs that indicate if we're coming, you know, out of spring or, or coming into spring uh, sooner, <clears throat> we might be coming into a, a new age, a dawn of a new era where we're just we're just sick and then we 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 don't know what it is. Right. Right. And I and, and I, it's it's kind of funny. We we've, we've gone around the bend with this too cuz like when I, I I we have a great like laboratory in uh in Linwood uh near where I live. So uh, GS Labs and you can go there and uh they'll do the you know the swab in the nose and the finger in the butt and the whole thing and then they like send it off to their lab to tell you what you have. So it was funny because, you know, uh, my son wasn't feeling well. He had to be tested before he went to school. Right. And so it turns out he tests negative, but they tested for 33 different things. And so you're like, oh, he's negative. He can go to school. But wait, wait, wait. No, on page two. On page two, he's positive for something. Ah. And it's uh, it's rhinovirus, which uh, we we know now is just the, the common cold. Yeah. And so uh, guess what? That means. Uh, off to school you go yeah uh, yeah you go ahead and give that cold to anybody you want uh, but, uh, so anyway that it's the, it's that new era uh that we're in and so i i felt nostalgic for just laying around and uh, and being sick oh this is this is really this is very encouraging i i really i find this encouraging that that we're excited to get sick and um and that i didn't it didn't occur to me that it might be um, the big bad news that's, that's right. around, you know, and the fact that I'm, I'm so, I mean, me, and I'm making this about me, um, but maybe we as a society are starting to, um, uh, you know, lighten up a little bit, um, or at least, no, I, I don't think we are <laughs> Judge, <laughs> judging by, uh, judging Judging by just a few few uh, key indicators, I don't think we're lightening up that much. But oh, okay. But, we, but it'd be hopeful if we would. Uh, yeah, sure. yeah. I but it. I, I think maybe maybe I'm just so tired of it. I'm just done. I'm just done thinking about. It. So many people are just done thinking about it. You know. It's, right. It's hard. Uh, well, I, but the first thing I thought of when I saw you today was your sweater that you're wearing. Okay. And uh, and you look fantastic in your sweater. Why? Thank you. I appreciate that. 
very much. I mean, I like nobody else mentioned my sweater today, but I. It, so what did you do to, uh, this week besides look fantastic today? You know, uh, kind of a down week. I, I had some, I, I, you know, had some, uh, work to do around the house, like always and stuff, but really what, what I want to talk about, um, is groundhog day. You mentioned it and right. I, it was, so we record on Thursdays. So groundhog day was yesterday. I am a big fan of Groundhog Day and often um, we'll celebrate by having some kind of a meat pie or and there's no reason we just we've we've done that in the past. Yesterday we so you had just, something just adopted this holiday. Yeah, um, I think it. I love it because of the absurdity of it. Just the idea <laughs> that it's strange. Uh, it's a strange um, animal ritual that we do that doesn't go back that far. Right. It doesn't it's not like we've been doing this for a thousand years, <laughs> pulling a groundhog out and um, and then asking it questions. That's um, just, uh, yeah, just an interrogation of an animal yeah, questions really not... about its disposition and whether or not it sees um, if it's if it's self-aware of how the sun hits it and and then then using that information to document officially um, how far away from winter we are um, or, you know, how the weather is going to change. <laughs> and I, I think that I, I think the absurdity of all of those things coming together and then there's the movie and you see, and you, you, you see the, the news of them pulling these different groundhogs out and, um, and asking them about the weather I it's it's bonkers and I everybody knows it's bonkers, but right. I I love I love it um, until I read that one of those groundhogs from uh, New Jersey passed away just before like like a day or two before the ceremony was to oh. take place. So they canceled the entire ceremony. Really? Because this this groundhog. um that has been predicting the weather for so long died just before. I mean, what kind of an omen is that for winter? Is it, is it going to be winter all year round? Is I mean, is, yeah, that is almost like a, a Narnia style winter. It's like, going to be a, like winter all the time. Jersey is going to be snowed in until September and then it'll start snowing again, folks. It's going to be cold and it's going to last you the rest of your life. So wow, that's, that's lovely. Yeah. Well, it'd be interesting. I think that this being the first, I think we have to kind of document what happens. And, uh, but I was seeing, uh, you're right. Cause it is absurd, but I've seen it. It doesn't stop people from going back and looking at what the, uh, what the, uh, groundhogs have, uh, given us th this information and saying that they, uh, they've been correct about 37% of the time. 37. Yeah. That's... Which, which honestly is probably about 10 points higher than our local weathermen. So our weather, weather persons, meteorologists, right? Yeah. So yeah. it's, it's, it's hard to know, but anyway, I, yeah, I love it. I, I love it too. I, I love the absurdity of it uh, just as much as I love the absurdity of uh, St. Patrick's day. Yeah. Yep. St. Patrick's day. Um, uh, what are some other bonkers? Uh, Arbor day. Arbor day. Um, I, I like, I like Arbor day. I like an idea of, 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 of trees, but I, I don't, maybe I don't plant enough trees. Yeah. I don't know the, I like the idea of trees as well. Who's in, out there planting very, trees in a very abstract way. <laughs> Good enough. Um, so, so yeah, kind of a light week. Uh, we did watch the movie, the groundhog day movie again. Um, which becomes its own Groundhog Day in a way, but um, I really, I really enjoy that movie. Um, other than that, you know, pretty slow week. Um, we're, you know, we're we're just kind of running out the running out the February clock until we get you know to some to some sunshine and yeah, and, and I February is definitely my least favorite month. Like, uh, you remember when they said that Pluto wasn't a planet, you and I went to school at a time when Pluto was a planet. That's right. And, and now it's like a sub planet. I think February should be a sub month. I don't think it gets, I don't think it should be a full month. Yeah. I, there, there's, I, 
I like February enough. Um, I, I think, I think there should be, if it had just an extra day or two, I think it'd be okay. They got to take a day off of, you know, a day or two off of a couple of months, right. Or at least one month, maybe they take one day off of two different months. Maybe they, maybe they have, what, what months should be sacrificing days to make room for February? Um, I think, uh, well, I think August could lose a day. Um, maybe somewhere in the middle. <laughs> maybe if it could lose, if it could lose like days. like the 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 ninth. If August could it, lose it, like that. If day. I had to live in a world where there was lo- one less day in August and one more day in February, I think that might be enough to just tip <laughs> tip my life over, and I I end up in jail. I I feel like April's pretty cocky, and it could lose a day. If oh, April yeah. April could yeah. lose the fifteenth. Yeah. The other thing is uh, when, it, you know, when April is always thinks it's like the big deal, like oh, spring just and everything and showing up and, and never buys drinks for anybody. Just a, but my favorite thing is, is seeing the look on April's face when Easter kind of ends up at the end of March, yep. right? It's over yep. in March, you yep. know, and then like, Oh yeah, April, where's your, uh, where's your big talk now? Right. Easter. Um, Easter, right, April? What do you, what do you, what do you got for us? What do you got for us? Is oh, oh, it's tax day. Okay, yeah. Thanks a Ooh, lot, April. Wow, thanks yeah. for that's uh, bringing it really hard there. Yeah, thanks April, a bunch. Boy, if there was a month I'd like to just punch in the throat, it would be April. Oh, April. Yeah. That's, what a what a crazy what a what a crazy. Yeah, let's take let's take two. You know what? Share the load. All right, all right, April. Just. Just grab, share the load. May could lose a day. Um, yeah, maybe. Yeah, April and May. I think those are the two that need to to, to give it up. If, if February is going to gain anywhere, I think it should be there. Let, let's leave August alone. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm okay, with you. Well, I'm with you on we that. see to eye to eye on this finally. Yeah. Like so a, let's yeah, write up a this, bill and send that to our uh, local. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and say the state Turns of Washington does that. not recognize <laughs> May 31st. Um, yes. Whoever's in charge of the uh, Roman calendar, let's. Uh, that could be the Pope. It'll perhaps. all work I'm out like, great until um, until Memorial Day lands on the thirty first, and everybody's like, uh, "And sorry, you don't get that holiday." Sorry. Yeah that that would uh, that would backfire on us it in a would, hurry. It would. Yeah. A- April, I feel like we're pretty safe. There's, yeah, we could lo- we could lose the end of April. But uh, anyway, this is ridiculous talk. Dave's pulling sure. his hair out right now, and right. Uh, and I apologize to him as he listens to this um, for driving our content into the ground. Um, there's <laughs> there's a lot of exciting stuff coming up in the um, in the next uh, couple of months. Uh, we have a we have a big show for uh, everybody. Um, we're going to take a quick break, and we're going to come back with uh, something extra special. A very special segment for everybody. So stick around on The Dave and Steve Show. Are you tired of the same old funeral service every time? Is the same old pastor just going on and on? Blah, 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 blah. Are you dying now and want to go out with a bang? Want to make your friends and family laugh one more time? Will these questions ever stop? We've got every dearly departing gag on the market, from fake cremated ashes to the creepy moving hand in the coffin. Crazy Mike's is home to the original spring-loaded casket. Wait, let it supply. Try our new fake celebrity service and have a share. David Duchovny, Lil' Kim, or former President Bill Clinton impersonator show up and speak at the service. Up to ten minutes, share gets one song. After the service, unwind with an all-night dance party to send your stiff off in style. Crazy Mike's is the only funeral home with a lighted dance floor and on-call music man, DJ Tombstone. Nothing, and we mean nothing, will bring your grandfather, mother, little girl, lover, uncle, aunt, or landlord back from the dead. So laugh it off at Crazy Mike's Funeral Home. Hi, I'm Mike, and I put the fun in funeral. Laughing it up at Crazy Mike's. Crazy Mike's does not accept gas check or charge. Must be paid in smiles or pizza. Forget the smiles, just pizza. Crazy Mike is not a licensed funeral home director in any way, shape, or form and has never shown any kind of responsibility towards anything. He's kind of a loser. Do not leave Mike alone with a body due to a court order. Better yet, don't use this service at all. 
play the trombone, do you? You've probably been sold the old tired line that you'll become a famous musician, get scholarships, or perhaps you simply want to live out your dream of being a high school principal in the prairies of Kansas. Well, you know who else wanted to be a trombone player? Glenn Miller. He is known for many great songs, including In the Mood and Chattanooga Choo Choo. So what became of Glenn Miller? Miller disappeared in a plane accident during World War II, and all anyone cared about is he wasn't able to perform at a Christmas show. Now sure, he got the Bronze Star after he died, and it was presented to his grieving family, but make no mistake, don't believe the lies. This is your future if you want to play the trombone. This has been Tracy's Demystifying the Lies Behind the Trombone Industrial Complex. Minute. Well, that that uh, that really hits uh, that hits really hard. That's that kind of hit hard. I did a couple things. I kind of crapped on the whole uh, strange horn idea, and then uh, and then I uh, dropped a low blow on what I like to think of as the uh, the Winnipeg of the United States, uh, <laughs> Kansas. The Winnipeg. I um uh, I I stand by my weird horn scholarship talk. Um, I, I do not retract it. I do not yield. <laughs> I, yeah. I don't think you should ever change your mind because of one of my minutes for sure. But it was fun. Uh, <clears throat> it was fun, uh, recalling, uh, Glenn Miller and, uh, and, uh, and, and uh, letting everybody remember that, uh, the man played the trombone and that's, that's why he's kind of forgotten forever. Okay. So, um, so a while <laughs> A long, long time ago, Tracy, back when mm -hmm. um, telephones were attached to the wall and and occasionally people would call you like telemarketing was kind of new. Um, right. When I was in high school, but um, it annoyed my parents when they would pick up the phone because somebody was calling to try and sell them something. One day I was middle of the summer and I was home doing nothing and uh, the phone rang. So I answered it, um, you know, like, like you would, like you would answer a telephone where, uh, you didn't have a digital readout of who was calling you. Um, it was, I, I remember those days you used to pick it up and say something like, hello, hello? <laughs> exactly, <laughs> exactly. You would say hello with a question mark, like there's somebody on the other end and you're going to start speaking and we're going to make a connection and find out who we are, that kind of thing. And in yes. this case, it was kind of a new deal for people to call and try to sell you something over the phone. And this was uh, the uh, Julie, the Time Life operator. It wasn't it wasn't Julie. I don't know what her name was or if she called herself Julie. I thought she did. She was but, definitely trained by Julie. I remember Julie from the commercials. Right, right. 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 Yeah, Julie was definitely in the commercials. Um, but uh, she would call and um, she asked if we were interested in... Um, in uh, in any of the if in any of their uh, new uh, jazz swing collection um, oh, on tape <clears throat> CD and I believe they even offered an eight track option but I'm not sure. Oh wow that that that's very kind of them. Right, I was very surprised at CD. I didn't even get into CDs until I was in like the very end of high school, brand new into college. So. Um, so Julie starts selling me this stuff and I'm like, this is awesome. This is an opportunity for me to play with this person for as long as they will stay on the phone and they're going to try to sell me something and I'm going to ask ridiculous questions. All right. <laughs> so, um, and I believe that it was one call and she started to sell me books. And then, then when I said that I was, you know, um, that I, you know, understood, you know, everything about like the civil war or something like that. Um, they, uh, she pivoted to, um, jazz and swing, this jazz and swing collection. And right. I, I flat out lied 
And she said, do you know anything about music? I said, I'm a music professor at Central Washington University. Oh, and wow. That, yeah, very I impressive. definitely was not. And I don't right. even believe it's a misdemeanor to misrepresent yourself as something like that. But, um, but immediately she's on her back foot, right? She doesn't, she's not ready to, <laughs> she's, she's not ready to get me with these things. And you know what, Julie, I, I have a lot of these things, but there were some, uh, when I heard the commercial on television, I did hear a few um, cuts that I, I don't know if I actually had. Should, there are several songs um, in this collection that are just released that are brand new that are only this. I said, okay, uh, Julie, right. tell me, um, do you have any, um, anything with, um, uh, you know, from, uh, from, you know, pre 1950 of green dolphin street. And, um, she said, Oh, I'm sure we have green dolphins. Oh, you know what? I don't think, uh, I don't think that was written until like 1960. something. and, and she said, Oh, 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 okay. Okay. And I said, you know what, Julie, I will, this, we've, I was on the phone with her for a good 25 minutes. Um, so, so she has a, like a call resolution limit, probably of 10 minutes to sell you something or cut you and loose. She, and, now you're... and she's betting big on me. Right. Okay. And, um, and I said, uh, I said, this was, this was the last thing that I, that I said to her. I said, Julie, I will buy this right now. If you can tell me that some of the music on here was what Glenn Miller did after the war. And she, <laughs> and, and Julie said, I'm sure that I'm sure that some of this stuff was done by Glenn Miller after the war. And I said, Glenn Miller died in the war, Julie. Goodbye. <laughs> and that was... What a harsh lesson. That was the end. That was the end of the call. And I was so excited about it. And my mom kind of... My mom laughed about it. And then she's like, yeah, you were on there a long time with that. I'm like, yeah, I know. She deserved it. She's you know, wasting my time with her calling. It. Whatever. She didn't... Des nobody deserves that. She's just trying to do her job. But... Um, so if Julie is listening to the show right now, do you, do you have an apology for her? Do you have any kind of lament or is this, does she still sort of just, she had it coming? I enjoyed our time together and don't mistake that for, um, spiteful vengeance. That was just, um, that was just, uh, a teenager with attention deficit disorder, um, uh, trying to pass some time in the summer, uh, unmedicated. So thanks for yeah. being a part of my life for that brief ride. And I hope you enjoyed our time together. I'm sorry that's, if that's I got lovely. you fired. <laughs> Very lovely and poetic. And so she lost her job for sure. I, but, uh, I, I, yeah, maybe. Yeah. Very, very much. Maybe. But when you said the Glenn Miller died in the war, I'm like, Oh my gosh, I have, I totally, know. <laughs> I totally did that to Julie on the, on the phone. Um, and also uh, not accredited. I do not, I do not, uh, teach anything anywhere, uh, let alone, um, being a professor of music at, uh, central Washington university. But, uh, well, I, th I always, l I look to you as kind of the professor of this show in uh, many respects. I'm not giving grades out. This is not, don't oh. be grade grubbing on me. If I don't even have, I, okay, don't even then have I guess I've never really given a shit about anything you've said. So. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's what I meant to say. I mean, was the other thing I, I, I misspoke, which, okay. which does happen. It, uh, that does happen. Um, so very exciting news. Um, the next segment that we have for you is one of my crazy ass games, um, that, uh, we're going to be playing, but with a twist, how are we going to play this crazy ass game with just Steve and Tracy? How? Um, well, we brought in some listeners. And we have a couple of listeners that are going to be uh, competing on the Dave and Steve show. Uh, That's listener exciting. Eric, They're ready to go. Listener Chantel, it's going to be fantastic. So uh, without further ado, here is Steve's crazy ass game. And now, live from the Dave and Steve show studio in beautiful Burbank, California, it is time for another one of Steve's crazy ass games. All right, everybody, this is Steve, and welcome to Steve's Crazy Ass Games. Tonight, we have a very special game that we'll be doing um, in honor of our listeners, because we crossed a very important milestone of listeners this week. 
um, we decided to reach out and have a couple listeners on, and they are going to be our contestants uh, tonight on Steve's Crazy Ass Games. So, Tracy, I'm going to ask you to introduce our players tonight. Very good. Thank you, Steve. Uh, our first contestant comes to us from the beautiful Catalina Islands in California. Please give a Dave and Steve show welcome to Chantel. Woo! Woo! Hello. Welcome. Our next contestant is Eric, who comes from Clearview, Washington, somewhere between Snohomish and Woodenville. Don't look for it on a map. You won't find it. Ladies and gentlemen, please give a Dave and Steve show welcome to Eric. <laughs> Hi, uh fantastic it's such a warm welcome here uh when uh, when there's only a couple of hands clapping but uh but we do appreciate you being here very much and tonight's game is going to be dave and steve show trivia and the way we do that is we will ask a trivia question about the dave and steve show you may know the answer you may not we'll see it's very strange to ask questions of our audience about ourselves how much do you know about us how much you've been listening well, we're going to find out, and it's okay if, um, if, uh, if you don't have uh, the right answer. Um, we, we would appreciate the right answer. You'll score a point. But also, if, um, if you find that nobody's really coming up with an answer, best made-up answer may, uh, may score a point. So uh, just a few questions to ask. Um, the way you will be buzzing in will be um, from, the, uh, from the retro Dave and Steve show uh, rules by uh, yelling nitro and then Tracy and I'll determine uh, which one of you said it first and you'll get the opportunity to uh, answer and possibly score. So are we all clear on the, on the rules? Should we have a practice buzz in? No. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. We should, we should go ahead and do that. So uh, um, uh, what is the name of the big carved structure with all the president's faces? This is where somebody yells nitro. <laughs> what is the name of the state the David Steve show is played in? Nitro. All right. Washington. I only heard one, so. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Excellent. All right. So, number one question. What animals do Tracy... Do does Tracy Green imitate in an ad from one of our sponsors? <sighs> Nitro. All right, go for it. Is it a dog? Oh, not quite a dog, but it's but 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 it's not close. So great. Oh. <laughs> All right. Any other guesses? <laughs> Um, I'll try. Oh, nitro. Yes. Um, I'm going to go with bird. Okay. Birds. Yes. Tracy green does exotic <laughs> birds is the name of the album of one Which of our sponsors. To. Um, and, uh, you've scored a point. Um, thank you for, <laughs> thank you for playing. And also thank you for, um, even though you didn't need to, you, uh, said nitro and I, I appreciate <laughs> that. Yeah. Because you know what? Our judges are very, very difficult in the back room at right. the, uh, um, at Deloitte and Touche or whoever's, whoever's running the audit on this game. Um, so the fact that you did take the time to buzz yeah, we, in. Is... We got a really shady accounting firm uh, to do this anyway. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um, thank you for that. All right. So we have a, uh, we have a score on the board. Um, I'm going to just mark that down. All right, so the next question might be a little tough. <laughs> and, <laughs> and I really, I, I appreciate you giving it a go. Um, what is Jimbo Billy Bob's country swing machine? Oh, nitro. Go for it. Ooh. A train? Oh, so close. Do we have another? Do we have another guess? Uh, okay. Any other creative yeah, guesses? That that one's a tough one. Yeah, that is that that is 
that is a very hard one. We've only talked about that a few times, so it's it's. That's, uh, I heard that. Episode. That's pretty rough. <laughs> it's actually very unfair of me to uh, to have said. So, all right. Are, so, are you are you given the answer? I am. I'm going to give the answer. <clears throat> all right. Jimbo Billy Bob's country swing machine. Um, I would have accepted semi tractor trailer truck. Oh. Or um, a toy from Dave's past that he absolutely loved. Um, and th- actually those are the only two things I would have, I would have <laughs> accepted. So um, <laughs> it's okay. It is okay to not know things about us. I, I appreciate you being here. I, I really do. In fact, it's, yeah. In fact, it's actually kind of a, it's a, it's a less alarming when they don't know. Uh, okay. All right. Here's, uh, here's something that is just a wee bit creepy. Um, how did Tracy spend last Thanksgiving? Hmm. There's there's no timer on this. We can go all night. We can just whatever you like. I'll go nitro. Okay. In the bunker. Oh, you know, <laughs> you're, you're not wrong. The, the judges accept that answer. You are not wrong. You are not wrong. All right, so we're going to go ahead and um, and mark that correct. He did, in fact, spend it in the bunker. Good. Um, more specifically, he spent it in the bunker alone. So he spent he spent Thanksgiving alone in the bunker, um, and and he was happy to do so. He was he was quite uh, quite pleased by that. Um, <laughs> this was not a depressing moment. It was um, it was actually very freeing, um, and to hear the to hear the story that was back. Uh, uh, the episode just after Thanksgiving, when we were all talking about what we did for Thanksgiving, oddly enough. Um, all right, let's uh, let's move on to uh, a question about me um, that I will not be um, upset or depressed if you don't know the answer. Um, I go <laughs> on and on on this show about what flavor of sparkling water. Oh, nitro. Yes. Is it peach? Yes, it is. Oh, yes. Boy, wow, very good. Right. Wow. Well done. Yes, it is. Somebody listens to me. I love it. I love it because that is not, you didn't just, you didn't just randomly pick a fruit and uh, throw that out there. It's like dragon fruit. No, it's not. Peach is, peach is correct. Thank you very much for listening. I, uh, I'm humbled and uh, we'll send uh, we'll send an autographed headshot. Okay, uh, fantastic. Sweet. And uh, so our last uh, our last question. Now um, there is a chance for a tie, um, if uh, if if you know what I mean. So uh, here Uh-oh. here goes. Um, and and maybe you'll get this. Maybe you won't. What are the first five or so words that Dave says at the beginning of? Every episode. <laughs> it's okay if you skip past that part to listen to me or Tracy. <laughs> totally fine. If you find Dave's voice very grating, like it, uh, that's what I'm picking up here. I don't yeah, know about you, Tracy. Uh, I, I think I just figured it out. I don't. Usually I think I did too. Nitro. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna go out on a limb here. And go with the Dave and Steve show. Um, you know what? That Welcome is Welcome to. <laughs> that's that's part of it. Not quite I, I think order does matter in this. Um so it's not exactly the first words that, that happen. Um I I I think I'm just used to it in the beginning because he, he says it every um uh, every time, almost the same way. And Eric, uh, you want a chance for a tie? Every, sure. every episode. Well, I was going to say, "What the hell just happened?" But <laughs> that's usually in but, the. You know, I mean, it sounds like him, but yeah, I don't know. I, I, I like I like that. Um, um, and I would give it to you, but then it would it would cause a tie, and I have no tiebreaker. <laughs> So, so I, I, I can't, I can't give that to you, even though I, I do like the, uh, I, I do like the creativity. Um, of it. And I think that if the show goes through a retrofit, 
that what the hell just happened should be the uh, the new intro to the show. I yes, think we, should, we should definitely seventy percent chance that will be. Uh, that will be I wonder it. how many starting next week after he's heard this. <laughs> I wonder how many um, how many podcasts actually do um, start with that. Um, I, I imagine more than one, probably. But yeah. uh, but I, I like that. That was great. Um, well, Eric Chantel, thank you so much for being here. Chantel, you, um, you did win. You had, um, more points, um, on the board at the end of this, um, uh, pathetic five, uh, five question round. Um, but I do want to say thank you to both of you. Um, there's no prize. Um, I, I'd like to, I'd like to say that there was, uh, I guess, bragging rights, um, I tell you what, you I, go. I do have a Funko Pop Vanna White here um, that, uh, oh my God. that I think that needs to go to Tracy. It may uh, it may <laughs> it may make its way to one of you or I don't, I don't know. But uh, I do appreciate <laughs> you being here uh, very much. And um, I'm going to uh, I, I'm, I'm going to play the outro to the games. Maybe. <laughs> nope, I'm not. I'm not going to play it. Uh, but thank you very much for being here, and uh, and thank, thank you. you for listening to the David Steve Steve's Show. Steve's crazy ass games, <laughs> the David Steve Show production, in association with Atomic Potato Television. If you'd like to appear on a future episode, email us at the David Steve Show at gmail.com. We will see you next time right here on Steve's Crazy Ass. Once again, would love to thank our uh, very special listeners for being with us tonight. Um, Weren't they great? It, it was great. It was really fantastic to have them on the show. Uh, I, you know, kind of a first for our, uh, um, our, you know, trip back into uh, podcasting for the last couple of years. So uh, thank you very much for being with us. Um, but, you know, Tracy, do you know what I want to hear? Uh, I can't imagine. It's it's this week's headlines. And now, straight from the Dave and Steve Show news desk in beautiful Anytown, USA Plaza, it's Tracy Green with this week's headlines. Oh, yeah! Our first story for Elon Musk. The billionaire chief executive of Tesla and the founder of SpaceX traveling by private jet is not such a private endeavor. Jack Sweeney, age 19, a freshman at the University of Central Florida in Orlando, has been tracking a Gulfstream G60 or G650ER that he identified as Mr. Musk's private jet and posting maps of its whereabouts on a popular Twitter account since June of 2020. Mr. Musk is not the uh, only famous person being followed by this uh, pesky wingman, uh, but uh, he has uh, used a Twitter account to uh, allow that uh, where the people can keep up with the private planes of Drake, Mark Cuban, uh, Bill Gates, and many others on uh, Sweeney's accounts. Sweeney said on Wednesday that he was able to track them using data from the plane's transponders, a public record that includes the aircraft's altitude, latitude, and longitude, and heading. But Mr. Musk was rather vexed by the flight tracking gambit. Mr. Sweeney recalled in an interview saying that he received a direct message on Twitter from Elon Musk to his account at Elon Jet and said uh, that he would like uh, Mr. Sweeney to uh, take his account down if possible. It's a security risk. And then he said he offered him $5,000 to take it down and to help him make it slightly harder for crazy people like me to track him. Five thousand dollars. That is yeah, he, that isn't even a nickel in his couch. I would be absolutely, <laughs> absolutely insulted by that. I'd be. Well, I mean, and it's 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 hard to know because like five thousand dollars might be hard to scrounge up, like in actual. An actual cash, like he uh, probably has a net worth in things, but it's hard to know if he has like five thousand bucks just laying around. He, that guy has so much Bitcoin, he could have been like, "Here's a Bitcoin," <laughs> you know, like <laughs> one go. of those, which would have been fun, right? Also, um, you know, but 
to offer some, when you are clearly one of the richest people in the world and you offer somebody $5,000 when you, you have, um, over, over a million of those $5,000, you know what I mean? You have over well, a million I, I, thousand dollars. Well, I don't know. Mr. Sweeney looked like he might have been jumping on that opportunity, but there, there maybe there might be because of his uh, ingenuity. There could be even a job opportunity for him. Though Mr. Sweeney provided screenshots uh, of the exchange to the New York Times, which was not able to verify its authenticity. Also, Mr. Musk was uh, not immediately available to respond uh, to messages seeking uh, comment on whether he actually did send these messages. So it hasn't been uh, corroborated yet, but um, sounds true. Yeah. And, and you can't really, I mean, you can't be given everybody that does something like this money like that, because that, that just sets a bad precedent. Like all of a sudden you have people, you know, Hey, I'm posting pictures of this or whatever, but five grand, like if you want to make it go away, you quietly give them, you know, 50 grand or, you know, you're a hundred thousand dollars, something like that quietly. And you make them sign an NDA with it. Hey, uh, I would like to, I would like you to sign an NDA before I offer you this money. Um, I, I, I get the feeling that, uh, Elon has some, comp uh, uh, impulse problems. You think so? Yeah, that's that. I'm not an expert when it comes on, to, uh, when it comes to Twitter and just DMing stuff. And yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he may have uh, he may have a couple of uh, of uh, impulse problems on that. End, so yeah, that's what that's kind of what makes this uh, a little believable is that uh, that he does kind of uh, um, he does kind of uh, do his own thing. So anyway, well, anyway, I hope he gets the five thousand dollars at least. Well, or, maybe he does. Maybe maybe he just gets a bunch of Easter eggs or whatever. But you know, maybe he sends a bunch of that Dogecoin to him or something. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> who knows? Who? Who knows? Our uh, second story comes to us out of New Mexico. The owners of a New Mexico home were doubly surprised over the weekend to find a burglar in their house with an AR-15, and then to have him apologize and give them money, and then leave embarrassed. The man had slept, bathed, dined, and had some beer at the home of outskirts of Santa Fe before the owners returned and discovered him, according to the uh, sheriff's office there. Uh, he had a, a rifle with a scope, but didn't threaten them and or take any of their jewelry or belongings. Instead, he gave the homeowners 200 bucks as a reimbursement for the bro window he broke. Wow. That's... Now, do you think that the person went there um, totally thinking they were going to burg burgle the place. Then, you know, looked around and said, you know what? This is a really nice place. I just, you know what I really want? I just want to be them for a while. And then imagine his surprise when he's, you know, in the bubble bath um, with his high powered <laughs> rifle with scope next to him, you know, and uh, the couple comes home, you know, and, and after soaking in all of that time in the home, yeah. realizing that, you know, you know, Reggie and Susan are just absolutely sweet people and they don't deserve this. I, you know what? I'm going to clean the tub and then I'm going to leave. Um, you know, and this is, this is one of those things where if you keep your home nice, if they, if their, if their home had been just kind of just trashy and they just left stuff all over with, he wouldn't have felt like he was spoiling anything. And I think, this is a really good argument for keeping your house clean in the event and have some pictures out, maybe some candles by the bath or something like that. And that if in, in the event your house is broken into that, um, that the, eventually the, the meth addicts realize that, uh, that they find your home to be less of an opportunity and more of a resort. Right. Kind of calm down and do some reflection. Yes, yes, exactly. And this, this is the, the, the best argument for meticulous scrapbooking because when a burglar finds a scrapbook that has been chronologically, you know, accurate, but also with, um, you know, little, memorabilia pressed in between the pages and little embellishments. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Like little nuances that, that, that people don't typically find in, in, you know, I mean, but you do find in the best scrapbooks. I mean, that is what, 
that is what's going to win the heart of a burglar and keep keep them from uh uh you know making a bloody mess when you chance upon them uh with their with their high powered rifle so so uh keep that in mind everybody you know scrapbook the hell out of your place that's right. The suspect, about six feet tall in his uh, late 20s, also shared a little bit of uh, his story, telling the owners he was running from someone and that his family had been killed in East Texas, according to the report. He said uh, his car had broken down just outside of Santa Fe. The homeowner told authorities the man was extremely embarrassed and apologetic about the situation. The suspect left the home with his duffel bag and gun walking down the ditch. His alleged larcenies totaled $15. Oh, of course. Well, you know, um, the, this is the middle of some movie, right? This is, if they would have been savvy, they'd be like, okay, everything's fine. All is forgiven. If we can buy your movie rights, (laughs) because we, we know you're in the middle of your story and somebody's going to shoot this. Um, sorry, no, no offense. Uh, wrong, bad choice of words. Somebody's going to film this as your as your life we would we would like to purchase the uh uh the 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 rights to your story for the cost of a broken window per se i so yeah that's that's i think it's a lovely story (laughs) i personally would would uh love to have him come in and break into my home anytime yeah my my dogs would make short work (laughs) yeah yeah that would be a bad choice for him but boy would he be apologetic Hey, you know, uh, self-publishing is uh, is an amazing thing in this world. Is and, it? Uh, yes, it is. And I, and as, as someone who has self-published, uh, I've uh, another person about a five-year-old from Boise, Idaho, wanted to put his book in the library center. Boise native Dylan Helbig, uh, who's eight years old, told Good Morning America of his unorthodox self-publishing. School. Game. The aspiring uh, writer had reportedly spent four days writing and illustrating his magnum opus, The Adventures of Dylan Helbig's Christmas, Christmas spelled C-R-I-S-M-I-S, uh, which tells the fictitious tale of how Dylan travels back in time after the star atop of his Christmas tree explodes. Oh, He says, I wanted people to read it, explained the author, who reportedly had been churning out this comic book style since uh, he was uh, age five. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dylan uh, did... Uh, was not able to line up a book deal, so he stashed his sole copy of Christmas yeah, in the fiction section of the uh, community's library at uh, the Hazel Lake branch of their local library um, after visiting there with his grandmother. Now, during uh, this operation, he put it in there, but uh, when he told his parents and they went back to find the book, it was gone. And then they found out that the library had found the book and had taken it off the shelves oh but but what they had done is that they were so impressed by it they digitized it mm-hmm. and uh, uh had perfectly bound it and uh put it with its own dewey decimal number and made it a part of the library where many people have lined up to check it out wow that is i mean that's a nice story right it's a it's a beautiful story and so i took uh i've well, my neighborhood has these, uh, you've seen these, these neighborhood libraries yeah. where they're just bookshelves that are out. And, and so I, I've, I've dumped, uh, uh, a few copies of, uh, uh, from on the air to off the grid, <laughs> which is available on Amazon right now. It's Chronicles, the uh, story of the original Dave and Steve show. Um, uh, so go ahead and check it out and, uh, and purchase it. But anyway, I, I've dumped a couple of copies of it and it, just because, uh, I hate, I hate my neighbors. You know, I never thought about putting any of, you know, my copies of my book in that, but that's, it may, it may go over well. Yeah. Your, your book is rather enduring or endearing too. Enduring, possibly endearing for sure. So that that your, your book, was it the the best darn dog in the world? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, It's a children's book. It's 36 pages of a blistering five, um, five minute read. If you wait for the song, that's, uh, it's five minutes. So, yeah, yeah, not, yeah. It, and it could be seven minutes if if you're drunk. Yeah, if, yeah, if you're slurring through it, it's yeah, yeah. exactly. So, yeah, and so anyway, that so the book uh, um, uh, attributes the demand uh, to the creativity showcased in Christmas, which Dylan used a uh, Christmas uh, tree portal to travel back to the first Thanksgiving. 
Uh, so it's a combination of the night before Christmas meets Back to the Future. Uh, so he said, uh, every time in kindergarten, I put, uh, uh, so he's, it, this new book is called The Jacket Eating Closet. That's what he's working on right now. Oh. He said, every time in uh, kindergarten, I put my jacket in the closet during recess and it would be gone. And so the jackets are still gone. And that's why I'm making this book. Now, the Dave and Steve Show News Desk did some fact finding on this part of the story to determine that the closet actually did not, in fact, eat his jackets. He just didn't hang up his shit like he's been told to over and over by his parents. Right. Right. Yeah. So, but, you know, anyway. I guess that's his muse, right? His muse is disobeying his parents. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can't wait. Well, well, we're going to follow up as we're following uh, young Dylan uh, through his uh, his career. Oh, I can't uh, wait. Of, of crime. Anyway, our fourth and final story. A North Dakota woman is in hot water after she allegedly got a bit frisky with a sheriff's deputy. Mm. Well, at a local pub, Sandra D. Cobbs Sabo, 50, really loves a man in uniform, but got a bit too excited when spotting an officer in the early hours of Saturday morning and decided to smack his butt in an aggressive manner, according to the police report, while he and another officer were doing some routine checks on the premises. So, so they were wandering around and she just popped out and spanked the officer? That's pretty much what happened. Two, the two deputies from the uh, local county's uh, sheriff's office uh, showed up to do a bar check. However, things got a bit out of hand, according to the affidavit, where uh, Cobbs uh, Sabo jogged up to the officers and took a large swing and slapped him in the buttocks. And it wasn't quite a love tap that she gave the officer. In fact, she smacked him, and it caused the officer pain, according to the report. It was so hard that it led the officer to arrest her on the spot. Yeah, that's... That uh, you can't just I I you know I've seen on television you're not you're not allowed to you know pop an officer like that that's you know it depends on what era so if you're <laughs> watching like the Andy Griffith show I think you could have swatted Andy on the bottom and I don't think he would have done much and perhaps uh, Don Knotts too uh, <laughs> I I I don't know yeah. <laughs> You, I would I wouldn't try that with Don Nuss. He, he I mean he 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 weighed like a buck oh five soaking wet. You know, you'd send him across the parking lot if you did something like that. The report revealed that even after the arrest, she continued uh, catcalling the deputy and referring to him as a sexy cop, definitely a sober person here. Oh. She continued to ask him if he was married the entire drive to the jail in her eyes she didn't do anything wrong which is why she was so shocked to be going to jail for slapping a sexy cop in the ass according to her own <laughs> report well, however she wasn't just arrested she was also charged with simple assault against a police officer which is a class c felony which incidentally is the same uh is the same charge you'd get for impersonating a professor at uh, of music at central washington university Ooh, class c yeah yeah, yeah. I can imagine. Um, well, that's uh, uh, let's let's wish that um, officer a speedy recovery, <laughs> and uh, and uh, and ho hope hope the best for him. Uh, Tracy, that's that's it for headlines. Um, thanks for that's, uh, that's the news. Thanks for reading those headlines. Um, we had a packed show tonight, and it came together. Um, Tracy, do you have anything uh, else to add before we before we sign off? Well, you know, I can't wait for Dave to get back because there's a couple of things that I had I'd kind of uh, tossed the idea that uh, we would send listener Chantel uh, as a prize Dave's $80 suit because Dave said he thought oh. maybe he'd get one good wear out of it. Yeah. So I'm curious, like, if he um, if, you know, I, how much partying he may have done, maybe maybe he lost the suit and used it as toilet paper at some point. <laughs> possible. Is she going to uh, turn it, it into a scarecrow? So, well, anyway, we'll see. And uh, so anyway, I'm anxious to find out how Dave's trip went and, uh, and, uh, and get a report on the suit. I, I too am interested in hearing how the suit went. Um, I'm excited to hear uh, his impressions of Utah and um, all the stuff that uh, they saw when they were down there. So yeah, uh, you know, we, we miss you, Dave, but uh, glad you're glad you're having an adventure. 
Uh, Tracy, thanks so much for a great show. Um, I, I don't have anything, uh, I don't have anything else to add. So, uh, so for, uh, Tracy and for Dave and for me, Steve, uh, we will catch you next time on the Dave and Steve show. Yeah, I probably should have started that outro a while a while earlier. I like like as I was saying, so for Dave and Tracy and I, like that's when I should have started it, but I didn't start it until after I said that, which right. I feel is bad timing. Yeah, there's a distinct timing to this, uh, and Dave brags about how well he does that. Yeah, he's really got that down. I, yeah, but I'm in practice. Didn't somebody ask us who uh, who does who does these songs? Yeah, yeah, and I I answered them on Facebook. But oh. Now I can't remember. Okay. Well, now we're out of runway.